Hi guys, welcome back to Normalize a Conversation. My name is Francesca and today I'm here with Emily from Soulful Alchemy. I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. Of course. So tell me a little bit about you. Tell me your story and why you started Soulful Alchemy. Yeah, so I am a holistic healer and intuitive coach, guide, mentor, and to be honest, and I, and I feel like this story is very similar to a lot of other healers that this was n- never the plan. Um, it's something that I fell into and was the manifestation of all the growth and healing I've done personally. As a kid, I had very low self-worth. I didn't know what most of us know now in regards to manifestation and the energy and, you know, subconscious reprogramming and whatnot. I struggled with friendships. I was bullied by girls um, in my own family. I was, um, I was teased a lot for being so sensitive. And I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but if anyone, anyone watching or listening remembers mood rings in the 90s, yes. I, <laughs> it was green for sensitive. And so it was like a running joke in my family that my mood ring was always stuck on green. And of course, I had to take it in jest at the time, but that really affected me. And that got lodged in my subconscious of almost like a trauma that it wasn't safe for me to be fully expressed in my emotions. It wasn't safe for me to, to feel the way that I needed to feel. And I was almost taught that there were right emotions and appropriate emotions and there were wrong emotions. And those wrong emotions were, if this is not acceptable, you should not feel this way, snap out of it. You're taking it too personally. I got that my whole life. You're taking this too personally. You know what? Maybe I was in some cases, but nobody should be told that ever anymore. Exactly. I also experienced multiple chronic imbalances in my body from gut issues, sexual reproductive issues and pain um, and a bladder issue. And again, at the time, I didn't know what I know now, which is the relationship between our emotions and our physical body. And I, I think I saw every specialist in the country for my health issues. And it was almost like a mystery illness situation where I tried so many medications, treatments, things that I would not wish upon my worst enemy to help me feel better, which for the first time led me to alternative modalities and alternative methods of healing like Reiki, um, crystal healing, acupuncture, which again, I loved and they each have a place in their own right, but Nobody was teaching me emotional wellness and development and trauma healing. 
So it just got to the point of, I need to take care of this myself. If nobody else is going to help me heal, if, if I'm failing at every turn, I need to take this into my own hands. And without going way too deep into this bit, um, I think it was shortly after I graduated college, I had a local metaphysical shop I would go to. And that's really when I started learning about Louise Hay and her book, You Can Heal Your Body. I learned about Wayne Dyer. I learned about Mike Dooley and manifestation. And even then, I still turn to these outside tools and modalities to fix me. Nobody was there to pivot me towards, I'm going to help you help yourself. And so it's been a long and winding road of essentially playing the victim and waiting for somebody else to save me and somebody to fix me. And when that wasn't happening, I would get even angrier, which exacerbated my conditions even more. I would get frustrated and hopeless and energy work and personal and spiritual development as a whole and in tandem with one another, not only changed my life, but saved my life. And I will just add one more thing, um, because this is, you know, the meat and potatoes of what we're talking about and what you talk about on a consistent basis. When I first got diagnosed with this bladder issue, it was the peak of me feeling alone in the world. And I was struggling with, with girls in high school. It was my senior year of high school. And it was the first time I contemplated suicide. And I just believed like in my core, maybe I don't belong here. Maybe there is no place for me. Life feels hopeless. Maybe people would be better off if I wasn't here. And I just believed myself to be a burden on others. And I never shared this with anyone at the time. I didn't tell my parents I was depressed. I didn't, nobody knew that I was having these thoughts. And really the only thing that stopped me from taking action on these thoughts, and unfortunately this isn't the case for everyone, but I was about to go off to college and I was about to experience a whole new world. I also had a fear at the time of, of hurting myself. And so um, thank, thankful, it was almost like my, my soul kind of chimed in of like, we're going to not do this. Like, I'm going to give you a piece to hold on to, even though things only got worse in college. And after that, my health got worse. My anxiety went through the roof, even my depression at times. I had great experiences, but like my health was so bad. I couldn't drink alcohol in college. So I had to basically force myself out of a comfort zone around all these new people. I was a pretty shy person. I'm, um, I'm an extroverted introvert. And so I had to teach myself not to rely out on alcohol at that age to be outgoing and, and friendly and get out there. And that's a big feat. 
and through through this work it was eventually through reiki and through energy healing i i not only healed myself completely from my anxiety a lot of my health issues i healed on my own but i also got to learn what what is at the root of mental health disorders I successfully know how to help somebody else heal themselves from issues like anxiety and depression instead of them believing that they need to manage their conditions. I am not a healer about managing. I'm a healer about healing because that is what, is, that is what we are all capable of. And it breaks my heart when people are told you have to manage a condition or they have to stay in therapy for years on end and basically throw away their life savings talking about the same conversation until they're blue in the face and they're not getting help to get to the root of the issue. I'm a, I'm a root cause transformational healer and coach. And I just, I'm so passionate about getting the message out there. We can all heal. We can all learn how to do this. We all have the power to do this. I absolutely love that. First of all, thank you so much for sharing all of that with me. I know it's not always easy to talk about and to share and open up, but thank you so much because a lot of people go through that. And I went through that. I was always bullied at school, at cheerleading, at home, with my family, just with my extended family. I was always so sensitive and they knew that they could say something and I would start crying and then they could laugh about it and make fun of me. And same thing with the mood ring, right? I was always like, she's sad. She watched, we'll watch her mood ring go from happy to sad. We'll watch her start crying. It was like this big joke. And of course it wasn't intended to be mean. And I like have so much love for um, my family and my friends and everyone that was in my life through all that. And it was never intended to be mean, but sometimes people don't realize the impact of their words. And although it seems like a joke, it's not really a joke and nobody has any right to tell anybody how they should feel. And I think that's something that really starts with the media too and television shows we watch, right? Growing up because women are supposed to be vulnerable waiting for a man to come save them. They can never save themselves. And that's changing a lot in today's world. And we've had some amazing movies like Frozen and Mulan and Moana and just like all these amazing shows a show especially the Disney characters and princesses I think a lot of kids watch when they're younger that finally show that women can save the world that they can take care of themselves that they don't have to wait for a man but when we were growing up it wasn't like that those movies didn't exist so we were taught that we had to be weak that we needed somebody else to save us and the men had to be strong and they had to save everyone so men couldn't have feelings and women could only have feelings And it kind of just put everything, put us all into boxes. And then it was big girls don't cry or you're acting like a girl. You know, we kind of just throw that around and we don't realize the impact of these words. And it does affect us. It affects us from anxiety levels to depression levels. And these are a lot of mental health disorders that although they can be formed in our brain and brain chemicals, they also can be formed from these traumas that we experience. And these are traumatic experiences when you are being invalidated constantly and people don't realize that. So I just absolutely love that you shared your story and talked about that because we don't talk about that nearly enough. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I, 
I love that you mentioned, you know, movies and Disney. I am a huge Disney fan. Me too. I love Disney. We can talk about that another time, but uh, my background is actually in the film and television industry. I bounced around oh, doing wow. different things. I was in production. I was a publicist. I was a makeup artist for most of my professional life, actually. But now, I mean, it's a world I would still love to be in. I, I do want to produce and direct feature film, but I also have, I've always had an immense passion and intention to bring light back to that industry because there's just so much that needs to change. And, you know, first and foremost, our media is, is such a huge platform, reaches millions and millions of people and it's not being used mindfully and to this day and this triggers me I'll watch tv shows modern tv shows that are mocking things like personal development they're mocking spirituality they're mocking people for using crystals and it's like what kind of message are we sending out and you also if you're if you've been noticing too a lot more actors are coming out and sharing that they suffer from anxiety and depression Chris Evans recently Captain America came out and recently shared that he has anxiety Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard are huge mental health advocates Dax Shepard has a mental health podcast I believe and we need more of, of that. We, we need more of those people sharing because kids, kids look up to celebrities. Celebrities have always been that, like, I want to be like you. I want to imitate you. And people, the population looks to celebrities as the it factor and, yeah. uh, and role They're models. Like we idolize them. Yeah, and we need to now essentially idolize them for the right things. Exactly. And I love that you say that. And it's so true that a lot of people are opening up now and talking about it, which is so important. And one thing I always like to say is that it's no one's job to open up and share. But when we normalize the conversation so that if somebody wants to share, they can share, that there isn't a stigma that there, it's a normal conversation to say, yeah, I'm feeling anxious today. I actually have anxiety or I'm feeling a little depressed. I've been going through this depressive episode. You know, we walk up to people and we say, hi, how are you? We expect them to say good. And then that's it. That's the end of the conversation. It's a greeting. It's not a question anymore. And if we could normalize mental health and mental wellness, that we can be honest and have these discussions, then it wouldn't even be that somebody had to open up and share that they had depression and anxiety. And it wouldn't have to be a big deal. It would be normal because it is normal. Anxiety disorders are the most common mental health disorder. Um, 18.1% of the population has an anxiety disorder every year. That's like 40 million people. 40 million people are living with anxiety. I promise you're not alone. One in five people on a global level live with a mental illness. You're not alone. But because of the stigma around it, we feel like we have to open up and come out about it and share that we're suffering. And then are people going to judge us? Are we going to be so brave and so strong for opening up? Or are we just going to be normal? And I'm always, I love when people open up because it does take so much courage and you are so brave to open up and share your stories. And I have so much respect for everyone who does it. 
but it shouldn't have to be that it takes courage. It should just be normal. It should be as normal as saying I have a cold. You're absolutely right. And if any, if any healers or coaches listening or watching this have, are, are currently experiencing imposter syndrome, I have to say this is the most perfect reminder that there are more people that need healing than there are healers. The market yes. is not oversaturated. And it might seem like everyone and their mother is doing the same thing and everyone's Reiki certified or we're all, we're all in this together, but it's, if you have this calling to heal yourself, which is important before you hold space and safe space like that for somebody else, you need to at least be in a position to, to hold that space and be prepared for anything that comes up with somebody working through trauma, you're going to align with the people that need you, not your friend, not Jenny down the block, who, who seems like she's doing the same thing. She has her own people that will find her. But if we have a calling and we rise up to it, there will be people to serve and people to support. Exactly. And You know, when it comes to mental health, there is no one right way to heal. Some people will heal better from different techniques. So learn what works for you and use that to help others. And some people do so well in therapy and using medication and they're very Western medicine. And some people do very good with Eastern medicine and it's okay to mix them both, but find what works for you and use that to help others. I think it's so amazing when someone takes their story, their past, their trauma, things that broke them, that hurt them, that made them fall apart and use it to help others and make a difference and impact. So whatever works for you, it doesn't have to be one way. Never feel like, oh my goodness, therapy didn't work for me. I'm never going to heal because maybe Eastern medicine will work so much better for you. Or maybe meditation doesn't work for you or yoga doesn't work for you. Reiki doesn't work for you. There is a technique out there or a combination of techniques out there that will work for you. And you can find a healer or a therapist or a psychiatrist or somebody out there who will work for you and that will help you find that perfect plan. And I think that's something that's so important. People think that it's one or the other or that, Because one didn't work, that nothing's going to work. And I think a lot of people are stuck on Western medicine, which is so, so amazing, but also very expensive and very inaccessible. And there are all these other amazing techniques out there that can be just as healing and sometimes even better, depending on the situation and the person. Absolutely, absolutely. And my own practice has become like a hodgepodge of different techniques because it depends on what I need that day. But people have to make sure they're getting to the root of what their issue is. Exactly. And without going too deep down this rabbit hole of, you know, science versus energy and all of that, um, because they do go hand in hand. Yes, there are certain chemicals and brain waves that, that affect us and throw us off, but what's underneath, what is causing that is the trauma. So you have to get to the trauma in order to change the dynamic of your body. Our bodies are merely responding to 
our energy, our frequency and vibration. I was guided to really share this a lot more recently that if people want to know how their bodies work, look to frequency. And this is stuff Albert Einstein talked about. We live in an energetic universe. Any scientist will tell you that everything is made of particles and atoms and things are vibrating at different uh, densities and frequencies. It's like the signal being sent to your cell phone and your TV. We essentially work on the same wavelengths and the frequencies of dis-ease and imbalance in the body can either be fear or anger. Cancer, for instance, more often than not, it's aligned with the frequency of anger. And anger creates acid in the body and throws our system out of whack. And so even if we don't feel conscious of these emotions, like I don't feel scared, like I don't feel fear, I don't feel angry, it's not conscious, it's subconscious. It's our subconscious mind that is creating our environment. And now this is moving into a neuroscience perspective. We have to learn how to heal our trauma and thus regulate the nervous system. So we do feel safe to heal ourselves, to practice new modalities, to get ourselves back into balance and experience experience health. And to, sorry, and to experience health and wellness. It all goes to the mind body connection, right? I think a lot of people underestimate that, but our mind and our Mm -hmm. body work together. And sometimes something happening with our body will affect our mind and something happening with our mind will affect our body. And the only way to really get to the root cause of that and fix it is to understand. And it goes the same way. Like when you go to the doctor, when you're not feeling well, you understand why you're not feeling well, where, what is sick? Is it in your lungs? Is it in your heart? Is it in your chest? Where is it? It's the same thing with your mind. Where is that coming from? What's affected and how can we treat that? And sometimes it will be a balance of the chemicals in your brain and a medication for someone with bipolar disorder. Lithium is so amazing. But with depression, anxiety, a lot of times it comes from a past trauma and understanding these emotions. And if we can have these real conversations within ourselves, these deep conversations that help us understand where that trauma is coming from. It just is absolutely amazing. And it really is that mind-body connection. Exactly. You just inspired me to share something later um, on social media because I I talk often about the mind-body connection and the emotional connection And if there is an imbalance or pain in a certain area of the body, look to what that part of the body represents. And with the mind specifically, what thoughts have you picked up? What beliefs have you picked up? And where do they come from? Exactly. As a child, and and we, we have to really get in there and see what's going on. Is this ours? And if it's not, do the work to release ourselves and detach from that energy, which doesn't have to take a lot of time. That's the thing too. That has been such a misconception that it takes time to heal. It will take as long as it needs to, 
but it doesn't have to take a long time. It doesn't have to take years. Yes, it might have taken years for a certain issue to really come to a head. It can take half that time to get rid of it, to release it, to let it go. And healing is also a step-by-step journey, right? So you might be able to let go and release things kind of on a rolling basis and you'll feel better as you go. You might not release everything at once and that's okay. You know, it's taking it step-by-step and releasing what you become aware of because sometimes you're not aware, aware of it. And you find out later on as you're going through this healing journey that, oh my goodness, you know what? This belief that I have that I'm not good enough stems from this one time someone said something to me when I was younger and I held on to it. And then I started noticing trends when other people would make comments like that to me. And then I started to internalize and believe it. And I didn't even realize that. And you might not realize that until you've let go of something else. So it's so important to realize that you can't just, you're not going to all heal at once. And it might not take a year to heal. It might take a few months. It might take a few days. And you might be continuously healing and growing forever because we kind of learn more and more about ourselves as we explore our emotions. I mean, I wish I thought of this, but you'll hear from so many other people. And I like to just remind people that healing is like peeling back layers of an onion. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's important to remind people of that fact because People can say, or I can have a session with somebody and we did the work. Energy work works a hundred percent of the time. There's always that guarantee, but down the line, they could experience something in relation to what they came to see me about and might have the thought of that didn't work. It's not that it didn't work. You could have had the same route with with, um, different branches. And so you got rid of one branch, you got rid of one layer, but that opened up the space for the deeper layer to come up and to be dealt with and worked with. And it's always in perfect timing when we're ready to work through it. We will never be given something that we cannot handle. Our soul cells, our energetic cells, whether you believe in it or not, um, will never allow us to re-experience a trauma. You will only get the information. Same thing with when you go to see a healer. The healer will only receive the information needed and necessary to bring resolution and healing to the client. So can you talk more about energy healing? Because so for someone like me, I was definitely big on Western medicine early on in my healing journey. I did biofeedback therapy. I did cognitive behavioral therapy, regular talk therapy. And I've been doing this for years. I tried the medication. I didn't like it. I stopped it. And then I recently started learning about vibrations and frequency and energy. And I did, I got sound bowls. I wanted to try the sound healings and kind of see how my vibrations. And I found that with the chakras, if I was doing the heart chakra, I could feel it in my chest versus if I was doing the root chakra or the throat chakra. So I thought that was so cool. And I was like, I want to start getting crystals, but I don't really know where to start when it comes to energy healing. So can you talk more about for someone like me who started really far on the Western medicine side and is slowly starting to see how the Western Eastern can work together? Because For someone like me, I've had attempted suicide multiple times. So having a therapist can be super helpful just to make sure that I am not getting to that point. But 
healing, I think it really comes from a spiritual level and it all really comes from inside you. And that's why energy is so important. So I would love to learn more about how do you know where to start? Sorry, that was a really long explanation. No, no, it's perfect. I love talking about this. And a lot of people who come to me either have no familiarity with this topic or just enough to want to go deeper and learn more. Or I'm not going to lie, they've been screwed by other healers and therapists or therapy just, or traditional therapy just didn't work for them. And they were tired wasting time and money and they're like I enough is enough I need to heal and I need to do something we see results in the first time working together so like I said I come from a background of western and eastern modalities and um they do work so beautifully in tandem with one another like God created western medicine too he created that opportunity So my journey started with Reiki and when it comes to energy work, there are so many different types and it's easy to feel overwhelming and think energy healing is just one thing. Same thing with meditation. Meditation is not just one thing. There are so many types of meditation like uh, TM, Kundalini meditation, which I personally love. Kundalini meditation is great for somebody with anxiety as well, because it's a combination of movement, mantra, and meditation. And it changes the gray matter in the brain. It shifts energy really fast. It can feel um, overwhelming when you release a lot at once, but I'll do Kundalini when I don't want to sit there in silence for however long. I'm, I'm being called to that recently because that's what I personally need. I need that quiet and I need to tune in and that's important. But there are just like, when I have spurts of anger and angstiness, which a lot of people are feeling right now, yeah. meditation in Kundalini called fists of anger. And you're doing a specific breath, inhale and exhale, exhale through the mouth and you're moving your arms like this, like punching it oh, wow. out backwards. So like moving the energy out of your body. But the type of work that I do on myself and with my clients, it all roots back to self-awareness. This is what the work is all about. It's about becoming the observer of, of yourself, of your life, of your reactions and your responses. So I'm trying to think of a good example to use. Um, anxiety. Anxiety. We'll just use we'll anxiety. Um, and somebody has a lot of fear coming up. The first thing that I would have my client do is actually sit and ask themselves, why do I feel this way? Yeah. We're not doing that enough. We're not questioning how we feel and why we feel the way we're feeling. And so what I like to do, what I love to do with my clients, it's take them through almost like a guided visualization practice. Oh, I it's love very, that. It's a very meditative practice because 
again, it's not about me fixing anybody. It's about me teaching you and showing you your power and helping you step into the role as your own healer. So I'll, you know, I'll bring them through a relaxation exercise very quick to get them settled and centered and then present different questions for them to get the root of what's going on. And at the same time, I'm intuitively and energetically connecting to their energy. And that's almost hard to explain. Um, (laughs) So bear with me on that piece. But because we're all energy, we're all, we're all able to connect at that level. So using my intuition, I'm able to connect to somebody's energy field and their soul self and their spirit teams, which I believe in our guides, our angels and whoever else is with them. I'm also a medium um, to, to get clarity. So if they might be unable to answer a question and hear their intuition, I'm still able to find out. And we're, it's like a, it's a collaboration of healing. And so coming back to, let's say somebody got to the, the answer of why do I feel this way? Where did it come from? And I invite them to just sit and allow the information to present itself. And our intuition likes to communicate with us in different ways. Um, we have, I believe, five different, five or six different clairs. So clairsentient is feeling energy. Claircognizant will get thoughts. Clairvoyancy will see answers, will see energies, so on and so forth. And it's, it's really fun to play with that. Um, and it's important because I think one of the biggest questions I get and my peers get is how do I know what's my intuition versus my ego? So with the intuition, the intuition will always either be loving or neutral. The ego is going to tell you you're small and you're not safe. Unless you're genuinely not safe in a situation, it'll be a different experience and a different sensation in the body. But the ego will just be a jerk without using worse language the ego likes to likes its comfort zone which is really not very comfortable and so then when they know where it comes from let's say something happens when someone was seven years old I will have them as best they can visualize that inner child that age standing in front of them as if they're almost conducting an interview and they're going to ask them questions. And again, going into the collaboration of healing, I'll go in with some distance Reiki and I'll also connect to their inner child and have a conversation and present a new perspective. So let's say that seven-year-olds, let's say this is anxiety about money. Let's say that seven-year-old witnessed their parents, maybe their father, always worrying about money and struggling to save and money is grand trees and, you know, that gets lodged. And this seven-year-old little person 
can almost, I say this a lot with our inner child. We believe we need to save our parents and we need to protect them. And then we believe like we're a failure because we couldn't protect them. We couldn't help them. And so I would go in and I would do this with my client to explain to their inner child, this was not your responsibility. And are you willing to give this back to that person for them to go through? It's their journey. And that's when I would bring in, you know, cord cutting techniques, like energetic cord cutting techniques to untether them from that experience, from that trauma and the relief that people feel during this process and after this process is mind blowing because it's instantaneous. The beautiful thing about energy work is that There's no such thing as time and space. Humans needed needed to understand time as something linear. So time time and space is is a relative concept. Um, I'm using the terminology correctly, but energetically speaking, everything is happening at once. That's why energy work is so effective. I do a lot of passive progression work with my clients. I've been talking a lot about this recently. Past lives are is, are, is one of the most powerful and useful ways to heal in the present moment. And this ties back to mystery illnesses, even anxiety and depression and mental health disorders like bipolar disorder. If we are not getting answers in the present moment, if we if it feels like we've exhausted all of our resources to get to the root of what's happening and how to heal, and we're not going anywhere, we have to look where we haven't looked before. And because we are an energetic being, um, the law of thermodynamics, I believe it, it is, says that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed. And so we will, if, the, if, if an experience, if a traumatic experience wasn't resolved in a past life, we will bring it with us in our cellular memory and in our energetic fields. And we'll bring it with us in order for us to learn from it extract the lesson, extract the healing and do the work now to move forward and to clear it. And so we have so many different facets of ourselves to bring into play. I had a mystery illness that um, I'll be candid and very transparent. Um, I experienced severe pain with sex. And I had a nerve disorder and I had multiple specialists and doctors ask if I was abused in this life. And I wasn't. And it got to the point, it it felt hopeless. Having a relationship for me felt impossible. That affected my mental health. Like I'm going to die alone when, and it's okay to be single. I'm going to put that out. (laughs) Like it's okay. Yeah. I personally 
want a family. I want a family. That's important to me. So again, when I was invited to learn about past lives, past life trauma, ancestral healing, everything made sense. And I healed myself from an incurable condition. Wow. I healed. I healed myself from this work. That's incredible. Yeah. I was willing to go someplace. Not a lot of people are even willing to open themselves up to. And it's like, what's, what's the harm? It's, it's fear. It's fear of the unknown. It is. And surrendering yourself can be scary. It, It stops people from not only healing, but living a good life or at least living a life where they feel safe to show up as their authentic selves and to take charge and responsibility for our our own lives. And, you know, what we're seeing now is the ultimate projection of all of our unhealed traumas. And this is why this work and these conversations are needed now more than ever. We have to take responsibility for our own lives, our own health, our own beliefs, not play the victim anymore, not blame anybody for any misfortune or anything. And if a trauma did happen, we acknowledge it, we bring in acceptance we bring in forgiveness and we learn how to empower ourselves. That was like a long winded energy work explanation, but it It was amazing. And it really just shows how incredible and impactful and powerful it really is. And I think a lot of people really need to hear that because People are afraid to try it. People are afraid to surrender themselves and be vulnerable and allow their selves to understand their emotions, to allow their energy to work and flow through them and allow other people to tap into their energy. And I just think that what you do is absolutely incredible. And I'm so, so glad you joined me today for this conversation. Thank you. This, I, I'm, I'm always so grateful to have the opportunity to speak about this work. I I love it so much. I'm also a huge Harry Potter fan. So this work is like, it is real life magic. It is real life alchemy. Um, The name of my business, I channeled that. I had no idea what I was going to call my business. And I connected to my soul. And 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 I I personally believe in God. And I I asked, what am I going to call this? And it came to me. I love that. And I want to add one more thing about you when know, we experience illness and imbalance. First of all, there is a disconnect with our bodies. So like for me personally, I came into this life not feeling safe in a human body because of so much abuse I experienced in past lives. I did not want to be in a body. And so I wasn't going to heal. I wasn't going to connect and, and, and be grounded, but it's all, it's, it's a belief in separation. 
And with, again, without going too deep, we're all one, we're all connected. And exactly. where our consciousness, our collective, I'm sorry, is going right now is towards unity consciousness, which is what a lot of people are calling 5D. So if anyone is in the energetic realms or they're hearing the lingo of 3D, 4D, 5D, 3D was the trauma. It was the separation. It was the belief of I'm not worthy and competition. 4D is that like sweet spot that in the middle of taking responsibility, doing the work to heal, um, learning about energy work and empowerment, most importantly empowerment, this is empowerment. And then 5D is unconditional love, acceptance, and unity consciousness. And there is no separation. And it just goes to show that if somebody is having a hard time and they are dealing with mental health issues or physical health issues or anything in that realm, imbalances, everything can be healed. And don't listen to anybody who tells you otherwise, like run in the opposite direction because there, there's a reason they want to keep you managing your disorder and dis-ease. They want to keep you in disorder and dis-ease. So find somebody who has a holistic approach and knows how to guide you in the direction of reconnecting back to your true authentic self. You are just absolutely so inspiring and so insightful and have taught me so much because like I said, I'm new getting into like the Eastern medicine and energy and vibrations and frequency. I just started breath work. So this has been so new for me. Yes, it's been absolutely amazing. I started it Three or four months ago, I'd use this girl, this coach, Lauren Saravan. She's absolutely amazing. I like always have to plug her because she loves <laughs> me so much. And it's just absolutely incredible. And for someone who's learning about it now and really just starting to learn about it, hearing what you had to say, and it just, it all makes so much more sense. And I'm so excited to start my healing journey in this whole new perspective and way. And I'm just, thank you so much. You're absolutely incredible. Thank you. That, thank you. <laughs> that's all I can say. And that's amazing. Breathwork is really incredible. Breathwork is the form of energy work. And breathwork helps to regulate the nervous system as well. It's something I've recently started incorporating. And I mean, I was already doing it with um, Kundalini, but um, I have a couple good friends who are breathwork practitioners and they're, they're so wonderful and they're so helpful as yeah. well. So we all, we're all needed. We all play a part. We, exactly. everything works in tandem with one another. It's not one or the other. There was a time and there are still are times I will be doing energy work on myself, but I'll also want meditation for like, yeah. if I have a cold or something, I'll know the root of why I got the cold, but sometimes there's resistance. That's a spiritual and a human thing. And we are still a human being. 
and we're going to need things to supplement our human experience, but we can't rely on that alone. Exactly. It's not one or the other ever. It's everything works together. And sometimes one might work better than others. Sometimes you need them both at the same time together. It really just depends on you listening to your body and what your body needs and that mind-body connection. So if somebody listening wanted to reach out to you, we're about to run out of time, but if somebody wanted to reach out to you, how could they do it? I'm on Instagram at Soulful Alchemy with two M's because uh, I am Emmy. Please say that. hi. I love to connect with everybody. I answer every DM, every comment. Um, I give a lot of free resources on my Instagram, a lot of value. I'm now on Clubhouse. If oh, anyone... I'm on Clubhouse too. Oh, I know that. That's not <laughs> I was like, I know that. I forgot for a second. I'm sorry. I got so yeah. excited. I am on Clubhouse. I am using it mindfully as we all should. I am doing a Mindful Mondays every Monday. Join me for a new topic. Learn about a new topic. Experience a healing for yourself. We'll workshop what you're going through. Help you bust the limiting belief. And my website is soulfulalchemy.com. And um, I right now I have two ways to work one-on-one with me. And if you have any questions, the DMs are open. You can also email me at emmy at soulfulalchemy.com. I'm everywhere. <laughs> She's everywhere. And everywhere. join Clubhouse. If you're not on Clubhouse, you will connect with so many amazing people. That is how we connected. And it's just been absolutely incredible, that app. So I 10 out of 10 recommend it. And thank you again so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm sending so much love to you and to everybody out there listening, watching this. Just, if I can just sign off with this one thing, there's a lot of fear going on out there. Stay in your own lane. Focus on what's in front of you. Do a lot of self-care and just tune in. Tune in what do you need every day. Give yourself that. And then move on to the next day. But don't give in to all that. All that.